Hi guys, welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. Oh guys, welcome to another episode of the Johnny Cassell Show. Uh, I haven't actually done one of these for a while now, um, but I've had a bit of a, bit of a kick up the ass yesterday. I kind of felt the need to push out more content. And um, <coughs> today's gonna be a great episode. Today's a fantastic episode. I've got uh, approach coach, not the approach coach, it's drill sergeant Rich. Yeah. Drill sergeant Rich is in the <laughs> house and you're gonna learn why we called him on the team the drill sergeant. You know, there's a reason why everyone has their nicknames. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been trying to put this podcast together for a while now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's like, there's some really rich content, rich content. Uh -huh. there's, <laughs> there's, there's some real like rich content in here. Um, simply because of what Rich is going through in his personal life right now. I think it's very in tune with what um, I've been talking about recently, like as recent as of yesterday. Uh, I shot a, uh, a live video out on, on my Instagram. A lot of people um, give me props for talking about that because as we were talking about it, and we will talk about it in a minute, it's a very taboo subject, and that subject is loneliness. We're gonna get onto that in a minute. But before we get into um, the, whole in, you know, the whole discussion and chat with Rich, I just wanna throw some dates at you guys. Um, the 30th of June, we have the Impactful Connection Workshop here in London. Okay, uh, we have a fantastic day out uh, lined up for you guys. I mean, it's the summer, you know, and it's uh, what better time to really give yourself that kick up the backside in this area of your life, man. We're going to cover everything from mindset, conversation, social intuition, you know, building social circles. Um, you know, you're, you're going to get whatever you want out of that day. It's a 12 hour intensive workshop, six hours of theory, six hours of infield. Um, it's the ultimate foundation. Okay, the 7th of July, I'm doing something different. I'm at an entrepreneurial event and I'm talking about what people can learn from dating and being good with relationships, how they can move that into their entrepreneurial lifestyle and world. I've said it time and time again, if you get great at building relationships, uh, what can you not do? You know, if you become a master at building relationships, it benefits your social life, your dating life and your business life and I'm gonna be doing a whole talk on that on the 7th of July that's the movers and shakers summit if you're interested message me I'm gonna give you a link a huge discount to my podcast listeners huge discount to friends and family uh, it's 350 pounds normally get this I'm giving it to you for 15 pound don't tell the organizer <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, we got that's we got to do something like that now. Yeah, again, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We got. I just I just want people in the room, and I think I yeah. think to be honest, I'm I'm joking. The organizer knows full full well that that's going out at fifteen pound, and um. Oh, but the fact is, is this, you know, if if we become more entrepreneurial minded, I think that uh, you know, we'd be able to get ourselves out of sticky <clears> situations. I'm often on the phone call with with guys saying how they can't afford courses and stuff like this, and and it's it's, it's ridiculous. Because if you can't afford the entry level of, of, of our programs, then um, you know, I'm really struggling to think how you can afford a girlfriend. Because you know, relationships, they, they cost money. Going out costs money. Um, you know, dating costs money. Uh, you know, you, you gotta think a lot, you gotta think bigger. So I think entrepreneurship and, and coming to this talk will, will work hand in hand 
uh, with this, uh, this on your journey to becoming that better person that you want to be, okay? The other date that I want you to be aware of is the 10th of November. We've got the Impactful Connection Workshop in LA. I'm going to be out in November, in LA for the whole of November. We're doing seven-day programs on a weekly basis, and we're doing the Impactful Connection Workshop on the 10th of November. So if you're if you're in the States and you haven't had the opportunity to come over to, to London, your excuse is it's too far or whatever, well, I'm coming straight to you, okay? So get November in your diary. Again, it's all on the website. So there we go, guys. Just want to throw those dates out to you. Right, so now Richard has quite a compelling story. Um, you know, how long, how long have you been involved in this kind of community and, and, and scene mm. for, Rich? So probably started in about 2006, um, actively pursuing the skills and the ability to be able to get attractive and interesting women into my life. Right. And, and, and what, what was kind of like the, uh, the catalyst for you to kind of want to get into this in the well, first place? Okay, so 2006 so is quite a prominent time in, in, in terms of the, uh, the men's self-help community. Yeah. So um, I grew up um, on a farm in Africa in the middle of nowhere. Right. And then I went to an all-boys boarding school. Right. So my my skills with women were were not very sharp, but I knew that I wanted to be able to have a beautiful girlfriend or beautiful girlfriends in my life. Mm. So um, I threw myself at it. I pretty much just set it as a goal, and I just went out every day approaching women right. and starting conversations. And I had a notebook. I um, wrote down what worked, what didn't work, and eventually I came out with a pretty decent um, plan, foolproof plan. Right. To, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. Like you, you went out of a notebook, and um, that sounds a bit weird, right? But but I I can completely vouch for that. Like when I was getting mm-hmm. started, that wanted to develop this area of my life, I would certainly, um, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. I'd have a diary and I'd write mm-hmm. little break breakthroughs down, mm-hmm. right? And and. You know, I've spoke about this quite openly, and it's what doesn't get measured. You know, what what you're not measuring is where you're not growing. Exactly. You know, so if you look at the people that are really succeeding in any area of their life, they're measuring their success, mm-hmm. right? Because they're building that self-esteem. It's a vital part in in terms of your journey. You know, I now go to the gym. I used to go to the gym just kind of walking around, like mm-hmm. trying to work out my uh, my circuit, right? And, and it wasn't disciplined enough. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I wasn't seeing growth. Yep. But now what I do, every session, I take my notebook, this yep. notebook right here, mm-hmm. and I write down my plan, yep. which my coach had given me, my uh, personal trainer. And I, I, just, I just write down the different weights that I they hit that week, and yep. I look to better it next time. And yep. then therefore, I can see growth. Mm-hmm. I can see self-esteem. I develop confidence. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's the same in business and in finance. If you keep your money, your mind on your bottom line and growing it mm-hmm. and you're constantly focusing on it and with the intention to grow it you'll find ways to different uh streams of income to grow it yeah. but if you if you lose focus on that then kind of right where your energy goes you see growth exactly Absolutely. so it's imperative to measure um and bring your focus i i feel we're going off on like 
like <laughs> five tangents ahead already. But, but I, want, I want to get back to, sure. you know, in terms of your upbringing over in Africa, um, it, it, you know, boarding school. Like I can relate to that. You know, I wasn't born overseas, but I went to an all boys school. Mm -hmm. I felt that I was very limited in terms of my access towards girls. So I, I didn't really have much of a reference, you know. And so when you got over that period, you started writing down sort of, yeah, measuring yeah, what you well, were doing. What, what, so, what was the well, next thing? The, the way it worked was the first hurdle was the fear and the anxiety of going up to a girl, a random girl who I'd never met before mm -hmm. and just starting a conversation with her. Um, but I was willing to feel the negativity of rejection, of awkwardness, in order to acquire the skills. Right. So I, the way I envisioned it was that the skills was like, to get the skill was like um, chipping through a prison wall with a little spoon. Just chip, 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 chip away at it. Mm. And so that's how I overcame my fear of approaching women. And along the way, you realize, what I learned was that approaching people is like, standing in front of a mirror, the energy that you give to people, mm -hmm. the way you come across to them is what will be reflected back to you. So if you're, if you're getting negative responses from people, it's because you're projecting negativity in some form. Or, or, or hesitance or, or doubt. Exactly. If you doubt or if you, um, you're uncertain, that women pick up on that and they'll respond in kind. But if you're like so easygoing, chilled, relaxed, just meeting people, then you'll get a positive response back. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I learned things like that that uh, really enabled me to to increase the, the number of, of women I was able to meet. Right. Right. So so how did you s talk about your journey from Africa to coming over to the UK and what you kind of got involved in at the early stages there? Mm, the journey. So, um, well, first, the first thing was uh, we had to find an elephant that was, uh, <laughs> okay, <Right>. no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you get rejected by the elephant too? Yeah, no, no, no. the elephant had no choice. Um, so, uh, yeah, actually, um, I came over as, um, I had a scholarship to a religious center where I studied um, Christianity um, for a year and I was in that mindset um, before that I was involved in a car accident I was in a coma almost lost my life wow. so um, yeah so I kind of um, was on a bit of a a, um, a religious uh, journey um, which lasted probably a few years um, and then I completely rebelled from that and I went completely the opposite um, and I won't get into it too much, but um, let's just say that I was living a very Christian life right. in regards to women and dating as well. Right. And then I, I realized now I want to go and experience women. So, um, so you felt very oppressed? Um, no, this, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I was just, I, I restricted myself right. to fall in line with um, what I believed um, the religion uh, asked of me. Right. Um, which I think a lot of people could can relate to in one way or another. Sure. So um, I 
I did the best I could, mm-hmm. like I do at every everything I throw myself at. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm if I was a Christian, I I I went all the way out. I I memorized scriptures. I learned all sorts of things, and I just I put a lot of time. I fasted. I actually went out onto a mountain um, in Africa, and I fasted for ten days and only drank water until one night a hyena was sniffing around my. Um, <laughs> okay my uh, makeshift tent yeah um and i realized yeah i was trying to have an experience an encounter with god okay so i'm on this but instead m- you had an encounter with a hyena with a hyena so <laughs> day 10 i was like okay i'm done with this so um yeah i missioned back down the mountain and um back to uh civilization this is back in africa right so um yeah then uh, i came over here um I had uh, a one-year intensive um, experience in this religious uh, center, um, and then I rebelled from that. Um, began approaching women. I was full of anxiety and nervousness and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I overcame that and became very comfortable and natural and easygoing, mm-hmm. um, which I think is where most guys want to be when it comes to meeting women is just to be so at ease and relaxed. Right. Um, and also know how to, uh, so tell me about London. Um, London, what do you want to know about? Well, we, you know, what, what, what I know that, you know, you, you were working at the time with, uh, you came to work with, uh, PUA training. Sure. Um, so yeah. How did that come about? Who did you, you know, who did okay. you end up working with teaching? Um, what did you gain from that experience? Okay, so um, the way I got into teaching, um, it was pickup at first, was a friend who was working for Mystery Method introduced me to a Swiss businessman who had recently broken up with his girlfriend and he was in a shambles. Um, so he introduced me to him and, and, and he said, you know, this guy Richard will help you. So I took him out to a few bars and clubs and I taught him some things. And one thing in particular I taught him was how to kiss a girl in like two minutes. Wow, okay. Um, And the thing about this guy was whatever I told him, he would test it. He wouldn't question, he would say, okay, this guy knows what. That's like the model student, really, that's. And he just just did everything I recommended. Right. And the first time I I told him about this this, uh, method or strategy to to be kissing a girl in, in like two minutes. He tried it and he ended up kissing this really attractive girl in a VIP nightclub in on Regent Street. Wow. Um, so at the end of the night, he was like, um, how much do I owe you? I want more training. And he came out three or four more times to mm-hmm. get one-on-one training um, with me. Um, and then I met Gambler um, in mm-hmm. Leicester Square. He, I think he and another instructor were teaching a guy there and I kind of joined in and I gave my perspective and um, Richard uh, Gambler um, was impressed and uh, yeah he said um, do you want to come and speak and share and teach I was like yeah sure so um, I ended up um, yeah just teaching on uh, a number of boot camps um, became good friends with with Richard uh, Gambler mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I spent a few years. I also did my own thing. I had a website called Approaching Approaching Beautiful Women. Um, I wrote an ebook. I created a six DVD um, set 
of uh, myself approaching women with a Bluetooth microphone. Um, and then I would, you know, stop the video and I would explain what exactly I was doing, body language, mannerisms. Yeah. Um, and I'd point out details about uh, the girl or group of girls I was speaking to. I'd say, well, did you see how she took a step back? And I took two steps back and then she took a step forward. That's because of the comfort. Um, and I just basically explained everything. And I sold that DVD through my website um, quite successfully. Um, and then I did that for several years. Uh, went back to Africa for probably six or seven years. Did um, gold mining out there and various other jobs. Um, and then I came back to the UK last year. So I've been over here now for eight Who months. Who did you, you, you tell me you, you, you taught a few people that are out there in the scene right now when you were working for this company? Yeah, sure. You when I was working for PUA training. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the students I had was... Um, uh, discovery from uh, mystery method right or is it called venusian arts i don't um, know what they're i'm not sure what they're under now i'm not sure which uh what they're called at the moment mm -hmm. but um yeah he was he was, a, he was a good student another guy um the swiss businessman his name was matthias poom p-o-e-h-m and he actually runs courses now where he teaches um guys how to meet yeah women. i mean show me him yeah yeah so he from what he learned from myself a majority of from myself but also from other trainers he now teaches in the german speaking world so mm -hmm. switzerland and austria germany all over um i taught a guy called andy yosha he did the daygame.com from daygame.com yeah. yep um he did a residential course with pua training and um so I took him out for one or two days um, and he was, he, he knew nothing in the beginning. Um, obviously at the end he, he could approach and stuff and he went and um, started teaching that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and actually a lot of my students, many of my students went on to set up their own companies teaching um, pickup as it was back mm. then. Um, yeah there's there's a lot of guys some of them have been on tv um but a lot of these guys also have become my friends you know what do you what do you think is um you know what do, what do you think is flawed of that culture though i mean we were speaking a bit about it earlier yeah. and um you know what, what i think uh, there's and this is why that that sort of industry is as as took a bit of a bash is because of i don't think that it's it's teaching a lot of people some some real life fundamentals you know i mean it's if your hobby is going out to meet women then that's just going to fall apart when you actually get a woman i mean what are you going to talk yeah. about like the girl that you met at the coffee shop mm. like sure. last week because you're so amped that you did yeah. that like mm. you you need to have some texture about it. you need to have your your hobbies your interests your lifestyle yeah um you know this this cannot be a hobby right this cannot be a hobby you've got to develop um real interests mm -hmm. real hobbies i'm talking about this quite a lot sure. um i feel that this is a really nice transition from this conversation into what we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. was about um so you, when you came back into london you found yourself um get getting one of these unicycle oh, things the right electric electric unicycle right yeah so 
And uh, as I was literally talking about this yesterday about, mm -hmm. you know, if, if you want to eliminate loneliness, which mm -hmm. I know, and you spoke quite openly about oh, sure. it, yeah. that you were going through yourself, right? Absolutely. Des it's despite, despite, you know, be, being a great teacher and, mm -hmm. um, you know, helping guys, right? We all have our own struggles and our own battles. You know, we're, we're all human beings at the end of For the day. Sure. And, you know, you, you were going, you was going through a bit of that, right? Mm-hmm. So how did how did you overcome it? Let's tell. So, let's like. Okay, so um, I grew up on this farm pretty much alone. Mm. So throughout my life, I've been a, a lone wolf more or less. Right. Because I because the first five or ten years of my life, um, I was on my own doing stuff. I think it's just carried over and it's become natural to me to just always be doing stuff on my own. Right. Um, but I realized that it's it's not the best way. And actually, the best way is to invest in creating good relationships with people. Right. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I've experienced um, uh, loneliness um, because I travel a lot. Mm. Um, I've visited uh, 23 countries, of which I've visited most of those countries two or three times each. Right. So I've, I've been pretty much continually moving. So um, I've got friends on Facebook and WhatsApp, but... You know, I'd go to a new town or a new city. I'd be there for maybe six weeks or something. And I'd look around and see these groups of people, five, six people. And I was always that one guy um, on my own. Right. Um, and because, and maybe it's because I developed the ability to meet people that I do go around on my own. Maybe if I didn't have that ability, I would just settle down in one place. Mm -hmm. But perhaps because I know that if I want to, I can approach a group of people, start a conversation. But um, I have realized that I should probably, for, for my own interest, invest in long-term relationships. Yeah, yeah. Friendships, relationships. Um, I think the, the highest quality, the highest experience in life that one can have is when you're with someone else who's like-minded and you're just vibing off each other. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're with a really good friend, you just feel great and you can get up to all kinds of things, adventures, you can build things, build businesses, you can laugh and just. But, and I think, you know, for the, you know, for people that are watching this, you know, it's obviously, obviously an interest to them. They're like, okay, well that's all well and said, but how do I get that? How do I actually surround myself? You know, so what's your method of doing that? Okay. So my method is I realize that Friendship revolves around an activity or a mm -hmm. hobby. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say to someone, what are your interests? And quite often people don't know what their interests are. Um, maybe they just work a lot and then go home and maybe surf the net, watch TV. Maybe they go to the gym. Gym is also quite an isolating activity. You go in there with your headphones on and you push weights. Maybe it, it can be if you don't take can. a class. Sure. I think a class is more like a social activity. Absolutely. I think always stick around for the, the chat afterwards. And so there's that there's that type of bodybuilding that encompasses a lot of physical, like uh, endurance training. What is it called again? CrossFit. I've not. I, I have done CrossFit. I've done maybe two or three weeks of CrossFit, mm -hmm. and it was great because you, you're in a group and you're all doing things and you're meeting people. Yeah. And surely if you keep on going to that, then you know it's only a matter of time before. You get invited for barbecues or whatever. Um, so find an activity. Um, 
as you know, um, I picked up this electric unicycle here in London. <laughs> I mean, this is a, when you talk about communities, it's a very funny uh, thing to see when, when, when you've got like, Rich and his buddies all balancing around the streets on this one wheel. I mean, it's, it's a real head turner. It's yeah. very funny to see. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's <laughs> incredible. Um, the, the electric unicycle is, it's an amazing machine. Um, I use it to get all over London. The longest journey I've done was 16 miles, right? Um, which took me wow. uh, just under two hours, cruising along the canal, meeting people, stopping to explain what it is. Um, yeah, it's a talking point as well, it's right? An absolute yeah. talking point. Mm. Um, and I always recommend to everyone that they should get one because I think they are fantastic. Um, there's no no emissions, zero emissions. Um, they're fast. Uh, mine has got uh, built-in Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. So I we, can... We, if we played the podcast out of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you can be playing, you can be pumping music while you cruise down the road. Um, I meet up with these guys. I met this guy called Andre and he's been riding for two years and I think he's he's got um, the second, the world's second, um, world's record, second best record for the most distance covered on an electric unicycle. Wow. He travels to all these events in China and all over wow, the world. Wow, okay. Yeah, and he rides, he rides a lot. So there's a guy that's really, um, we talk about finding a hobby, finding common ground, finding friendships. He's, he's really taken a worldwide approach at this. Absolutely, yeah. Wow, okay. So he and I, we're good friends now. And um, we meet up, we ride at night, we race um, around, around Oxford Street. Um, we get up to all kinds of things. If you're enjoying the content, head on over to my YouTube channel and hit subscribe. I love subscribers. Thanks. And just going on this unicycle, it really pumps you up. I mean... <laughs> pumps me up, it threw me off. I had a go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like flying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's great. And, you know, um, Everyone's always got something to say about it as you go past. Yeah. Um, comments range from "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. To um, <laughs> to uh, that's the future. Yeah. Uh, or you look like a knob. I no no I've never heard that not once. <laughs> young young kids if they're younger than probably fifteen, that is sick. I yeah. hear that all the time. Well, the electric market is really interesting at the moment. You know, I'm looking at electric skateboards, yeah. electric bikes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Evolve do a, a great board. Um, Boosted do a great board. Mm -hmm. uh, Super 73 doing a major electric bike. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you get a bunch mm. of you together. It, it's mm. it's niche, you know, it's cool. It's, it's a, a great cool. fucking yeah. thing to have on. So, um, and the funny thing is, is though there's this community that I meet up with and we ride these unicycles. I would say maybe a quarter of the time we spend riding. The rest of the time we sat at a cafe, drinking coffee, eating. Just socializing. Just socializing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this, this wheel, this unicycle, it attracts a certain type of person. Maybe a person like myself who's a bit of a, um, a lone ranger, a wolf, um, someone who's willing to be brave and daring and adventurous. So it's attracting these other like-minded individuals because yeah. I, I see in these people that they are similar to myself. Yeah. The same as living on a boat. That's the other thing. Um, I bought a boat in February this year, a canal boat. 
um, and I lived on it for a few months. Then I bought another boat, which is a, um, a fishing boat, and that's currently in a harbor. Um, but I've met these other like-minded people who live on boats, right? And we just connect and right. we click, and it's understood that we are because you a have unit. that something different. You're exactly. unique, absolutely, absolutely, and we're like a unit. It's like a group, and you're accepted instantly into that group mm -hmm. because you are like them and they also want to expand their group so at, at the beginning there might be a little bit of testing but once you pass those tests they're like you're in and once you're in you get invited to everything to activities to events to, and then it starts crossing the border outside of the unicycle it then becomes you know but then but then you're but, but then you're like you're bridging two communities together mm -hmm. right and actually you position yourself as the person that's inviting them to that something interesting as opposed exactly. to you trying to get in yeah. with the crowd yeah so yeah. um as a as the uh, a unicyclist um we were able to cruise past my barge on the mm. canal <laughs> right. and i was able to say yeah that's my that's my boat that's my home mm -hmm. you know that's where i live Right. And I was able to show, you know, some of the guys are like, you know, come and have a look. And a lot of people want to see what it's like yeah. on a canal boat and to know that, you know, you can live on it through winter. Yeah. Um, all sorts. So then I was, you know, the expert. I was adding value to their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's just a good thing, you know. So it's a, you get a good feeling from being able to. See, this is what I'm talking about, guys. Like, I think, I think and, and I'll openly say this, I think, I think you've gone from the mentality of, you know, just meeting women is my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So the transition to, you know what, I've got something interesting now and this is my lifestyle. And meeting people, as you said, like, you know, a small percentage of unicycling around is what actually happens. A lot of it's sitting down, socializing, and then yeah. you're introduced to other women, females in the group. Yeah. Like, that's what it's about. You know, that's when it feels really organic and natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we're trying to push out here, guys. We don't want to be... Yeah, we don't want you to consume all of the content that we're putting out there and, and, and spend your Sunday afternoon running down Oxford Circus. We'd rather you spend Sunday afternoon doing something you absolutely love yeah. and enjoy yeah. and organically you're going to meet people that way. Yeah. You're going to come across natural, yeah. right? It is. Absolutely. So on that point, so this guy that I met, Andre, mm -hmm. he is passionate about ping pong, right? Mm -hmm. So he spends four or five hours every Saturday at this um, professional um, ping pong court and he invited me along right and I played ping pong like you know just for fun right but um, I was able to play and then I was introduced to like to the ping pong crew to the ping pong crew right? exactly and it goes on um, exactly and on snowball effect on the unicycle thing I was just thinking um, yesterday uh, I, I have a bit of a funny story but let me ask you how many times you have had to tell a model to get her hands off you and <laughs> right. actually hit her I, and say, hands off, hands off, all right? Don't right. touch me right. in public, right. right? So the way you're probably wondering, how does that happen? So there's this beautiful girl. She's a model. She's a musician. She's an actress, maybe. Not sure about the actress part, but she's... Anyway, um, so I met this girl in a cafe. We chatted. We've exchanged numbers. We've been chatting for a while. And um, I was able to say to her, like, do you want to come and ride this electric unicycle? Mm. Guys, when you see this thing, it's, it'll boggle your mind. It's hard to resist. 
So it's maybe the first, fourth occasion that I bumped into her or met up with her. And she was like, yeah, cool. So, um, so we went out to Regent's Park and basically in, a, in the space of maybe two and a half hours, mm-hmm. I had her standing up and riding the electric unicycle. Um, but basically the way I, w- I taught her was um, she would stand up on it and I would be in front of her. And I, w- I was trying to get her to lean forward because that's how it works. The gyro works. When you lean forward, it cruises forward. Right. But she, she wasn't quite doing it. So I had to um, I had to put my hands behind her back and pull her forward. So I'm standing in front of her. And she would continually be trying to put her hands on my hands to balance. And I was like, hands off, hands off, don't touch, don't touch. And um, eventually, you know, I, I'd let go and she'd go for like a few meters. And then I'd have to balance her. And then, you know, eventually she got it herself. Right. She could actually get on and she could ride like two or three hundred meters turn around and then come back and she was just loving it and having so much fun okay and that is value that i added to her Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think she's had that teaching teaching someone something new i don't think she's had that experience with anyone right all right to learn and i took the time and the effort and i wasn't doing it because i was trying to pick her up but just because i enjoyed her company and yeah, it was it was a nice activity for me as well. Right. Um, and I, I, I want to stop you. There. I want to I want to change the subject. I want to yep. talk about um, you know I, I mentioned the event I'm going to be talking about on July the seventh, and I'm, I'm touching on entrepreneurial um, traits as being very important in in one's lifestyle, and you know I, w- I want I want to touch on the fact that you know you had a very like secure job um, over in Gloucestershire, right? Um, Winchester. Where? Winchester. Oh, sorry, Winchester. Over that way. Yeah. And I know that you gave that up to try and like make something happen in London, okay. right? And yeah. and and so you put yourself in a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and you know, just just kind of, I want you to kind of share about share some of the things that you've done in terms of like buying the boat, buying this, buying that, oh, you yeah. know, and then making like a a sliver in between, and how like that's playing out right now, because I think. Um, people just got, got to start thinking about that. They got to think about, um, you know, what thing can they do on the side to make their money outside of their normal job mm-hmm. or whatever, because that thing on the side could end up being greater than the actual, yes. the the nine to five or whatever you're doing, yeah. and provide you with more freedom, mm-hmm. right? So, can we just talk a little bit about that? Okay, yeah. So, um, I came over to the UK to work as a butler for um, a wealthy family in the countryside. Mm. Um, about three months in, I thought I started feeling quite isolated. It was in the middle of nowhere. It was a big house estate with, um, you know, they, they had, they had maids, they had gardeners and all sorts. Um, and I was just like kind of overseeing it, but it was in the middle of nowhere. I started feeling isolated. So about five or six months in, I spoke to them and I said, you know, um, I have to be in a more social setting and they totally understood they were like yeah we could see that you were struggling and right so um i came over i came oh before i made the leap from the countryside i had been up to london and i went for a walk i went into camden town and i went for a walk along the canal and i was looking to buy a bicycle and one of the barges had about five or six <laughs> You're, you're looking at my bicycle you come back of a boat yeah yeah that's all <laughs> oh, right that's, that's how it happened so um 
so I'm I'm an extrovert. Or I, I have that element of me. I can be an extrovert when I need to. So this I see all these boats, uh, these um, bicycles. So I knock on the window. This guy comes to to the window. And I say, uh, hi, um, I've noticed you've got a lot of bicycles. Um, are you selling any? Do you repair them? Like, what's the deal? Right. And he was like, he looked at me. I was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, by the way, how much, how much do these boats go for? And we began a dialogue and um, we chatted about doing them up and this and that. Eventually I was walking away. He says, hey, mister. Uh, yeah, turn around, yeah. Um, I'm leaving my boat in a few months, he says. I'm like, oh, how much do you want for it? And we negotiate a price. I get uh, an amazing bargain. Um, and a few months later, I paid him for the boat. Uh, I moved on to it. Um, I spent about two or three months on the boat, uh, doing it up, uh, customizing it to my own liking. Mm -hmm. I then started renting the boat out and I've made, I've made the money back that it actually cost me to buy the boat. So, um, that's all good. Um, and with that money, I, um, I, I lived, uh, the money that I, uh, from renting it out, I was able to buy another boat, incredible bargain. So there are bargains all around. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Um, so the way I came by my second boat was I was in my third day of a new job, knocking on doors, selling this uh, food parcel delivery product. That and you I, hated. I hated it. <laughs> on the third day, I was done. I was like, I am over this. Um, I had done door knocking before, um, selling gas and electricity. But anyway, that was when I was younger. Cold is a great exercise, by the way. Yeah. Really great exercise. Yeah. So... Um, Third day I was done and I was like, ah, oh. anyway, I'm walking down this road. I see this boat and I get this feeling when I see things. And when I go into places, the feeling is like a heightened sense of focus and concentration. And I see this boat. I already know the deal. I can see the boat has been there for a while. Someone's obviously lost enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. So I go knock on the door. I meet the guy. We chat. Um, he's He's had the boat for 12 years and it's never been on the water. He obviously, and he's bought all these uh, accessories for it, like new cushions and new fittings and everything. He didn't, he didn't actually get to putting the boat together. To cut a long story short, I ended up buying the boat from him for like a ridiculous fee. If you want to know that fee, I paid 500 pounds. <laughs> I paid 500 pounds for a boat that is selling on gumtree.com it's selling for five and a half grand right i paid 500 pounds for it right um the reason being was that he was moving to another house um and he hadn't yet got round to um listing the boat on gumtree or ebay or whatever i think he was at the age where he didn't know how to neither did he have children so i kind of got lucky um and yeah he he set the price i didn't even negotiate like 500 pounds what can i say to that i mean these are these are yeah great little things that we can all do over the weekend you know these are like weekend little handy jobs if we yeah. if you go for a run on a sunday afternoon and you know you spot these opportunities around mm -hmm. all it takes is two minutes bit of yeah. courage knock on that person's door yeah. and create a dialogue as Absolutely. you said and every time you've done that you've been able to monetize it and flip it into mm -hmm. something yeah um yeah you get you get several of these going a month mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're doing all right. Yeah. So the canal boat I paid two and a half grand for, and I was renting it out for uh, 450 pound a month. Right. Um, and I've actually listed it to sell 
because I may be moving up to Scotland to do a job for six weeks and um, I've got no one on the boat at the moment so I listed it for 5,200 5, mm -hmm. and I'll be happy to let it go for five but um, I also wanted to test the waters to see what the response was and I've been getting so much response that I may actually pause it for a bit and then uh, re-advertise re it at a more right right um but we'll see how that goes the the difference is between myself and others is that perhaps people have stable jobs and they have that stable income that just comes every month mm -hmm. whereas i don't have that so and also i have the skill to 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 be extroverted enough to, to start talk. to talk to yeah. people right um and and i know how to be friendly and um, I can create that that rapport. Mm -hmm. So another thing I bought, my last acquisition was a caravan. So I go to visit my cousin in the middle of the countryside in Derbyshire. And I know that people in the countryside in these little villages sell stuff for a lot less because, right. you know, you've only got a thousand or five thousand people. There's less reach. Exactly. Yeah. So they will sell stuff that would sell for three times as much in the city. Mm. But because I'm moving between these places, I can buy an iPhone for 100 quid and then sell it for 350 quid mm. um, a day later or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I got this. Car I see this caravan. It's in mint condition. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, she, this lady's asking for 1,400 pounds. I rock up on my wheel on the electric <laughs> unicycle, right? That doesn't cost him a thing. It doesn't cost me anything <laughs> to ride. Right? So, um, and I knock on the door, she comes out and she's like, oh, what's this? I'm like, oh, this is my wheel. And she's like, are you going to pull the caravan with this? Uh, so, <laughs> so we start laughing and then I, I do a little demonstration. I go up, turn around, go up a hill, reverse. And she's well impressed and she's in a good state. And I say right. to her, she likes me, right? right. That's, that's the most important thing is, when people like you, they want to help you and they'll give you deals. And in all these deals that I've, I've had and made, I could tell that the people liked me mm -hmm. because I was coming across as nice and genuine and generally just, just trying to project goodness. Because remember what I said earlier on, people are like mirrors. When you, when you project those good vibes, you'll, you'll get people will like it and they'll respond mm -hmm. in kind. She's asking for 1400. I say, can I make you an offer? And she says, yeah, what is it? I say a grand. She goes, well, I was hoping for a bit more, but yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Right. She knocked 400 quid off the price yeah. in no yeah. time at all. If you don't ask, you don't get. If you don't ask, you don't get. Um, so, yeah, and I've got a place to, to move it to. She'll actually move it for me to the next location, Yeah. Um, which is a pub. So there's a pub. Um, you know, you know what it is. It's like you know, you're not uh, you're not scared to get your hands dirty, mm. and um, you know you've really got to um, pull your head out your backside if you want to if you want to compound situations like this. You know, you've really got to pull yourself pull your head out your backside yeah. and get your yeah. hands dirty with it. You know, it's um, mm -hmm. your ego. I mean, look, we're not talking like a six figure income here. We're talking about some 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 side side hustle money. Right. But you know, I am I'm, I'm looking forward to to keep my eyes on you and see sure. how 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 yeah because that's yeah. exciting. You know, you've yeah. started something now and it's at a small level, yeah. but you're seeing it working. You're getting the reference, yeah. and uh, it's great. Yeah, you know. Um. So the way it actually started was um, uh, when I was absolutely broke. I sold a book mm -hmm. that I had for five dollars, and I went to a car boot sale. 
And have you um, ever put a my books on the bloody car boot itself? <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. So um, so at the car boot sale, you can buy stuff for next to nothing. Right. Then it's just a matter of cleaning things up. Sometimes you have to fix fix things. Right. But people generally just want to get rid of stuff. And there I was able to buy some stuff and turn it over for a couple hundred bucks. That couple hundred bucks, I bought a motorbike. That motorbike I had serviced, cleaned, bought a few spare parts, and I flogged it for uh, two and a half grand. Right. Um, and and then it just it's kind of snowball. Yeah. It just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, and anyone can do it. Um, yeah. You just kind of the thing that stops people is fear because they say, "Oh, I I know nothing about boats. Mm. I knew nothing about boats." Like. Well, not nothing, nothing. I'd been on boats. I'd been fishing on boats, but I, I didn't know about canal boats and living on them. But I didn't have the fear. I took a leap of faith. And what I would love to encourage people to do more often is just take a leap of faith. Right. And ask yourself, what is the worst thing that can possibly go mm -hmm. wrong? So when it comes to fixing and repairing things, you don't have to be a professional, nor do you need a professional to come in and make you a table or a bed or whatever the case may be you don't need a professional i mean shit you can literally learn anything on youtube these exactly days. and do it yourself maybe the first time you won't do like the best looking job but you'll learn right and you'll start to gain confidence right and that confidence will snowball and before you know it you're doing boats caravans airplanes um <laughs> Cottage. I want to do airplanes. Oh shit! Yeah, I do. I want to find airplanes. I want to. I want to do trains. I've already got an idea of how I can sell trains to a certain government. Um, I was contemplating uh, speaking to the British police about riding electric unicycles because they're very fast. Mm. You've got great control over them. Uh, it would make the British police force the the most like you know awesome police force there was just imagine a police force on electric unicycles it would be cool oh, so um it's a bit a bit of a stretch that would be a bit of a stretch for me i have been in touch with the company that um that i'm the the unicycle mm -hmm. i use but they haven't been very forthcoming you know i've mm -hmm. spoken to them whatever um but i've always got these ideas um and it's just it's like a snowball it's kind of building um, right and you know the Quick turnover is great. Um, I mean, if you can buy something one day and then the next Try it, day. guys. Try it. I think everyone can like go on eBay or Gumtree or go for a run around the neighborhood yeah. and just look for opportunities. And They're everywhere. Just listen, man. If the, if the Jehovah Witness can knock on someone's door and get a response, I'm sure that you know, you'll, you'll get a door opened for your proposition. Um, yeah. But listen, we're gonna have to wrap things up, Rich. Um, sure. But listen, I think I think we talked about some really good points, and um, I'm glad that we started talking about that kind of, you know, entrepreneurial kind of thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually thinking about helping a few people make uh, six-figure businesses. I've done it several times, um, and I hate, I, I, I hate. I don't know it actually. I, I'm, I'm contemplating the idea. What really cringes me out when I see these like cheesy Facebook adverts that um. Uh, are promoting that on like the beach and all you know all that kind of crap but um you know i might just actually help a couple people out for free uh to do mm -hmm. that just yeah. so i don't think i should be charging for it at this point but yeah. um i just want to see more people develop better 
yeah. uh, you know, get better in that area mm -hmm. because this, this is this is about lifestyle. You know, when we talk about dating, we talk about lifestyle. It works hand in hand. If you want mm -hmm. to provide security for your family in the future, you need to become more entrepreneurial. There's mm -hmm. no two ways about it. That nine to yeah. five, unless you're, you know, you've got something on the side that's working for you is just not going to cut the mustard. Mm. It's not going to be enough to provide the freedom and support for your family. Right. So I want people to digest that guys can, before we wrap up, go on quickly. Can we talk about um, materialism and minimalism? It's going to be after the next one, man. Okay. It's going to be after the next gotcha. one. <laughs> gotcha. Rich is keen to jump on another podcast already, man. Um, those dates again, guys, the 30th of June is the impactful connection workshop in London. Uh, we've got the 7th of July, it's the Movers and Shakers Summit here in London, where I'm going to be uh, talking on the stage with a lot of other credible entrepreneurs who I've known for several years, so you should totally check that out. And on the 10th of November, it's the, Infa Infa <laughs> it's the Impactful Connection Workshop in LA. We have a seven-day programs running on a weekly basis out there and here in London all the time. If you want to work with Richard, and learn and understand why we call him the drill sergeant is because you will be doing 30 approaches with him a day. <laughs> He's really yeah. going to kick your ass. That yeah. actually exists. 30 yeah. approaches a day. That's more than probably someone's ever done in their lifetime, mm -hmm. right? The real learning is doing. The mm -hmm. feedback is in the field and yeah. that's where we want you. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, whatever platform you're listening to this on, give us a thumbs up, give us a comment, give us a like. Mm -hmm. I encourage you to send us a direct message if there's any questions that you wanted answered. We'll get them uh, answered for you uh, in confidence. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being a listener, yeah. a viewer, and um, thank you for yeah for, for, for following. It means yeah. a lot to us. It's what keeps us going. Absolutely. All right? Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Until next time. All right. Peace out. Ciao. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.